Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Breaking news today, check, man. Check, it was uh, a good deal of breaking news. And we've been covering it here on these airwaves. Uh, I want to share a little bit of information I have received. Uh, Producer Amy and I, we've been keeping tabs with the respective Democratic and Republican chairs of the party, Jeff Merchant uh, and Derek Miller. We've been uh, staying in touch with them. And Jeff Merchant from the Democratic Party here in the state of Utah, he just sent a note over. I want to read a portion of it to you. Uh, It says, there is nothing that the Utah Democratic Party values more than the people's health and well-being. As a result of the COVID-19 outbreak in the United States, the governor's recent statement limiting meeting sizes to slow the spread of the virus, the Utah Democratic Party will be restructuring its upcoming state convention. Although we are unable to release details at this time, all in-person events originally scheduled for April 24th and 25th will be canceled. It goes on with more details, and you can find those certainly at the Democratic Party's website. I'm anxious to hear from the Republican Party to see if similar uh, actions are taken. I predict, and this is only a prediction, uh, that we will soon hear from the Republican Party, certainly in light of the announcement uh, from the governor this morning that the recommendation from the state is that gatherings be limited to under 100 people. Now, I'd point out, though, if you're a business owner uh, hearing this, that uh, the governor made <laughs> made a very important clarification and uh, pointed out that that recommendation does not necessarily apply uh, to the workplace. If you are an employer and you employ more than 100 individuals, uh, you should not uh, consider yourself being ordered by the governor uh, to disperse your employees. Now, with that said, uh, there was a lot of urging for business owners and employers to uh, do what they can to take prudent and proper steps to safeguard themselves and their workplaces against the spread of this uh, coronavirus, this COVID-19 Uh, And so that is that. Uh, I told you earlier, too, that we had to change plans because of this coronavirus. The plan initially was for producer Amy and I uh, to hop in a car, drive up to Utah's Capitol Hill, and with our expert broadcast equipment, set up shop there and broadcast on today, the 45th and final day of the general session of the Utah State Legislature. Uh, Taking our own advice and in an abundance of caution, we've decided uh, against that. And we find ourselves here in studio today uh, doing what we can to cover the wrap up uh, up on Utah's Capitol Hill. But, of course, uh, the news of the last 24 hours has been centered almost wholly around this coronavirus, this COVID-19, with uh, a few more Utahns having their names added to that list and some pretty famous folks like Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Uh, Well, anyway, to talk about uh, both of those topics, the final day of the legislature and the coronavirus, uh, I've invited uh, onto the program uh, Doug Wright. And I feel funny saying those words, invited onto the program, invited onto my program, uh, Doug Wright, uh, someone for whom I worked for many, many years. Uh, we covered uh, many final days of the Utah State Legislature, and we covered a lot of dynamically breaking uh, news. Uh, so, Doug, first let me ask you, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine, but I do want you to know I decided I needed to get out and brave, you know, just brave the mean streets of holiday, of holiday today to make sure that I had enough Diet Coke 
and enough donuts to sustain me through the uh, through the coronavirus. And I got over there, and I was just thinking of loading up the whole truck, but then I decided, no, I'm not going to be a hog. So I got two two-liter bottles of Diet Coke, and I feel like I'm going to be okay. Well, that's very benevolent. That's very kind and generous of you, sir, yeah. to to leave some on yeah. the shelves for others. Because if I know Doug right, uh, a supply to weather a storm uh, that's more than two, three, four, five shelves worth. Uh, you were probably backing up uh, your Ford pickup truck uh, to to load things up. Um, can I? Oh my gosh! I this is no joke. Uh, Producer Amy just handed me a note. Uh, Disneyland will be closing. Wow! Disneyland. Can you imagine the economic impact. D and I have been talking about that. Today, earlier with uh, Dave and Debbie, I mentioned that uh, tonight we were going to go to the Pinnacle Awards for the Murray School District, and Dee, having just recently retired as the public information officer, had been asked to be the MC of the event tonight, and that was canceled. And of course, Murray, the first uh, school district, just to say, and to basically further notice that uh, they'll be basically closing the, sto- the schools of, of the district. And we were talking about this earlier, and, and even a week ago I went, good grief, can you imagine the economic effect that we're seeing on travel agencies, on cruise ships, on airlines, and now Disneyland? And, you know, there, there are so many things, and I really appreciate the abundance of caution. And the good news will be, at the end of maybe April or the beginning of May, we looked back and we went, well, you know, we might have done a little overkill here. But as the governor kept saying over and over, it's better to look back, having thought, well, maybe we overkilled it a little bit than we didn't do enough. And we had many, many more problems. But, wow, this is huge. I'm happy to hear you say that for a number of reasons. I, uh, I'm i kind of an amateur at this talk radio thing, and I'm an amateur at uh, being a dad. Uh, in both those two worlds, I don't quite yet know how to be reacting. My inclination was to exercise an overabundance of caution to do every single. I mean, I, you know me, I'm a, I'm kind of a dirtbag. I don't wash my hands, but I have, <laughs> I have changed my ways. I've yeah. got uh, the sanitizer in my pocket. I sing, uh, you know, the ABCs at the bathroom sink, uh, making sure to clean uh, under my fingernails. Will you put that up on YouTube, by the way. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll bring a camera to the bathroom. No problem. Uh, yeah. I've changed my ways. Uh, but but let me ask you, as we, uh, you know, face these breaking news situations that uh, are not far, far and away, you know, you and I uh, did many uh, stories where we were covering breaking news, we were delivering information that so often was far and away. It didn't touch us. Yeah, How yeah. ought we in the news business be dealing with stories like this that do touch uh, us, that impact yeah. our behavior, not just on the airwaves, uh, but in our own lives? I thought it was interesting that uh, the governor, the lieutenant governor, and several others, you know, thanked the media for getting the word out. And and that's what we're here for. We're here to get the real word out. We're here to get the facts out, ask the the difficult questions, but also not fuel the fire of of panic. And that's that's a fine line sometimes, especially in the 24-7 news cycle and the competitive nature of our business and the demands. People want fresh, new information just about every single minute. And if you're not fueling that and stoking that fire, then people feel you're letting them down. But our responsibility is to get the facts, to to dispense them judiciously, and dispense them immediately, and dispense them without any... any, uh, fanning of the flames. And one example was given, you know, when pictures of Rudy Gobert, for example, are shown just 
with throngs of fans around them without making it crystal clear that, hey, those are images from weeks ago. This isn't, this isn't something last night. All those people in that image aren't infected. That's a real responsibility. And it's a fine line now, Lee, with all of the social media and everything. Because, uh, you know, I, I was on the air during SARS. I was on the air during the swine flu. I, the swine is so much more fun to say than H1N1. Yeah, right. But it was such a big deal, and some people were panicking. But it, it was nothing like this. And I've, I've wondered, is, is this that much difference? Is it that much more dangerous? Or are we just, you know, we just have ways of dispensing the information or the misinformation about this to almost a ridiculous point? Well, Doug, you set the example, and I'm trying to follow it. I'm grateful to you for your time and your insight. Uh, thanks for joining me today on the program. Uh, stay healthy, stay hydrated, if that's what you call drinking Diet Coke. Keep your hands clean and uh, and be well. <laughs> Give my best to D, will you? Well, you know, I am in that rather sketchy age group now. so you know, well, You're well beyond that, right, by now? What's that? <laughs> okay, I think it's time for me to sing a few tunes unless you need to go. Oh, we got commercials to air, man. <laughs> oh, rats, look at the time. Uh, Doug Wright, a mentor of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, expert broadcaster, as you well know. He's been through this before. Give me some advice there, and I'm grateful for it. Before we go to break, though, let me remind you that uh, the breaking news in this segment, Disneyland is closing. Uh, this being reported by the Associated Press, Disneyland in California will close on Saturday because of concerns over the spread of the new coronavirus. Uh, the resort said in a statement today that the resort and Disney California Adventure uh, our next door to each other in Los Angeles, uh, in Anaheim, will remain closed through the end of the month. Uh, one last point I'd make before the break. The resort says hotels will remain open until Monday so that guests can make travel arrangements. Uh, final segment of the day. When we come back, we're going to be speaking to a legislator up on Utah's Capitol Hill, Corey Malloy, a good friend of mine. We're going to be talking about guns. How were they treated on Utah's Capitol Hill this year? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.